uh, for today is the prophet uh, uh, Jeremiah and his commission. Um, it was, you know, he kind of gave me a couple, but it's been a while for me. So I've been like, I was kind of like, which one do you want? He solidified Jeremiah. So I'm going to start here uh, in Jeremiah chapter one, verse four through 10. And it reads, then the word of the Lord came unto me saying, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. Wait a second. Let me kind of make this a little bit bigger. Hold on a second. Okay. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, say not I am a child for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Now, the first part I want to talk about is in verse six, where when God comes to Jeremiah, he says, and, and Jeremiah's response to, to his commission is, ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a child. And we see here that his mind is not in agreement with what God is saying. So the goodness hadn't set in yet because he's looking at his natural circumstances. He's young. The Bible says, well, he says he's a child, but the Bible doesn't say exactly how old Jeremiah is, but he had he had to have been you know somewhere between the teenage or late teens to maybe early twenties, because God wouldn't take him from his parents you know and just by himself like that. So, um, and you know when doing my studies you know everyone seems to to kind of agree that that's it's anywhere between his late teens to his early twenties. But the point I want to make is when he says I cannot speak, it's not because he's he can't verbally release words from his mouth, but it's because he thinks he's too young and he doesn't uh, have the experience. So the word cannot, when I looked up the definitions of it, it says to have ascertained by seeing. Yeah. It said the definition is to perceive and yeah. see or to discern, or as we know, to know by experience. So he's saying, yeah. I'm not experienced enough to do this, God, so I can't do what you're asking me to do, okay? And so his mind is not where it needs to be. So in verse seven, going back to it, the Lord said unto him, say not, I am a child, but thou will go to all that I send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak, right? Uh, verse nine, the word hand uh, stand, stood out to me. I looked up that word, it says the the open one you have the Bible talks about closed hands, open hands, but the open hand indicates power. It indicates means and direction. 
But the part that stood out to me was time and repetition. Hmm. So I'm asking God, what time and repetition? Oh, that's experience. Mm, amen. So I when God it. put forth his hand and touched his mouth, he sped up time and gave him the experience that he needed to do what he called him to do. So amen. the goodness and the anointing started to rest upon him. And so he says, see, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. So now that he's given him what he needed, he starts asking him to see. Mm. Okay. Mean to dirt to discern, to have vision, to have experience. But the definition, one of the words was surely. Come on now. So surely I have this day set thee over the nations and over mm. the kingdom. To and root out and to Hallelujah. pull down and to destroy. Hallelujah. To throw down, to build, and to plant. Bless God. But the thing I want you to really take, you know, for some of my visual learners, I want you to really take a picture of this. Here's a teenager, right? I, and when, when I said this, I kind of thought about Matthew, right? Matthew being a young teenager, what have you. Imagine him going to the president's council having to tell them the things God wants to say to him. Mm. If God tells him he has, he'd be like, wait, wait, wait a minute, God, I'm too young for this. I don't know about this. Or imagine, if he, it says here, nations and kingdoms. Mm -hmm. So he's thinking nations, just imagine the coalition with the United States, NATO, countries, nations, to have to go and say what thus said the Lord to those people. Mm. Wow. This is what Jeremiah yes. was facing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's why he was like, I'm just a child. I can't do that. But God put forth his hand, gave him mm -hmm. the experience that was needed. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. So we see here that he was being commissioned to the office of the prophet. But when God called him, his excuse was he couldn't speak because he was a child. Not because he couldn't verbally release words, but because he didn't have the experience. But God, we saw here that God touched him and gave him what he was needed. Mm -hmm. He didn't accept that as an excuse. He touched his mouth and removed all of his excuses. Amen. His hand represented the power, the means, the direction, and the experience needed. That's God. God mm -hmm. gave him everything he needed to carry out his calling. Now... In Jeremiah, continuing on verse 11 through 19, he says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And I said, I see a rod mm -hmm. of an almond tree. Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. And the word of the Lord came unto me the second time, saying, What seest thou? And I said, I see a seething pot, and the face thereof is toward the north. Then the Lord said unto me, out of the north, an evil shall break forth upon all the inhabitants of the land. For lo, I will call all the families of the kingdoms of the north, said the Lord, and they shall come and they sh shall set everyone his throne at the entering of the gates of Jerusalem 
and against all the walls thereof round about and against all the cities of Judah. I'm going to skip down to verse 17. He says, Thou therefore gird up thy loins and arise and speak unto them all that I command thee. Be not dismayed at their faces, lest I confound thee before them. For behold, I have made thee this day a defense city and an iron pillar and brazen walls against the whole land, against mm. the kings of Judah, against the princes thereof, against the priests thereof, and against the people of the land. And they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee. Hallelujah. For I am with thee, saith the Lord. Oh, bless God. Thee. Okay. Hallelujah. So here it is. He left not a single person out that the whole land was going to be against him. He's letting him know this ahead of time. But he's saying, don't worry about it. They're not going to win against you because I'm with you. But the one thing I wanted to, to go back <laughs> to, he said, what seest thou? Right? He was testing. Did he believe to see, did you? Do you now believe that I've called you to be a prophet? What do you see? Because you said you didn't have experience. Now I'm testing your eyes. What do you see? Then he said what he saw. He said he saw a rod of an almond tree. And then God affirmed him. Thou hast seen well, for I will hasten my word to perform it. But the second time when he asked him what he said, and he began to tell him what he saw. He saw a seething pot and the face thereof is toward the north. God just began to explain what he said. He didn't affirm him. He just explained it. There was no second thou hast seen well. He's like, I already know that you're seeing. I see that. Now you got it. Now Jeremiah's mind has been affected agreeably. Now he's useful. Now he can be yes. to the call. Yes, now Amen. He, the, the surely anointing is resting and ready to be act is activated now. He's ready. Amen. 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 So now the rest of this, uh, I really just wanted to sh show the confidence and things that the, the things that he had to go and say because he thought that he didn't have the 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 experience to say it. God touched him and and gave him the experience, gave him time and repetition, sped up time. Okay. So here's just a few. Uh, a couple of scriptures, you know, in his speaking. So here's Jeremiah now uh, speaking concerning Judah's willful sin. When he says, even the priests did not say, where is the Lord? And those who handled the law given by God to Moses knew me not. The rulers and secular shepherds also transgressed against me. And the prophets prophesied by the authority and in the name of Baal and followed after things that do not profit. That was in Jeremiah chapter two, verse eight. Okay, uh, chapter three, verse one says, that is to say, if a man puts away his wife and she goes from him and becomes another man's, will he return to her again? Of course not. Would not that land where such a thing happened be greatly polluted? But you have played the harlot against me with many lovers. Yet would you now return to me, says the Lord, or do you even think to return to me? So now Jeremiah is no longer afraid he's speaking what thus said the lord he's confident Amen. Amen. in what god has told him to do mm -hmm. now, once again he's going and saying this to the rulers of nations now he goes and speaks concerning their judgment in jeremiah chapter 3 verse 6 through 6 through 30 i'm just giving you the 
the area where these things are located so you can see how his the things he has to say they get progressively stronger and stronger because that surely anointed is on him he knows god is with him he says moreover the lord said to me jeremiah in the days of josiah the king of judah have you seen what faithful and backsliding israel has done how she went up on every high hill and under every green tree and, and played the harlot and i said after she has done all these things she will return to me, but she did not return. And her faithless and treacherous sister Judah saw it. And I saw, oh, even though Judah knew that for this very cause of committing idolatry, I, the Lord, had put faithless Israel away and given her a bill of divorce. Yet her faithless and treacherous sister Judah was not afraid, but she also went and played the harlot following after idols. So now, this is him speaking. Continue. But then he has to deal with the adversity still, even though God is commissioning. But so God is allowing his word to be proven because Jeremiah got in prison a couple of times. And so in Jeremiah chapter 37, verse 11 through 16, so when the army of the Chaldeans had departed from Jerusalem for fear of Pharaoh's approaching army, Jeremiah went forth out of Jerusalem to go into the land of Benjamin to slip away during the brief lull in the Chaldean invasion to receive title to his portion of land, which the Lord had promised would eventually be valuable there among the people. Mm -hmm. And when he was at the gate of Benjamin, a sentry was on guard there whose name was Arijah, son of Shelemiah, the son of Hananiah. And he seized Jeremiah the prophet saying, you are deserting the Chaldeans. Then said Jeremiah, it is false. I am not deserting to the Chaldeans. But the sentry would not listen to him. So Elijah took Jeremiah and brought him to the princes. Therefore, the princes were enraged with Jeremiah and beat him and put him in prison in the house of Jonathan the scribe, for they had made that the prison. So, yes, he went through adversity. But God told him that they was going to fight against him. But they're not going to prevail against him. And so God is showing him, yeah, here's the fight. We're in it, but don't worry about it. Though I walk through the shadow the valley of death i will fear no evil because thou art with me okay so here it is and then eventually in jeremiah 39 he was released from prison i'm just showing you here the surely anointing that when god is with you when goodness is upon you that surely anointing that you don't have to worry no matter what the situation is mm -hmm. he's got you no matter whether it's financial uh uh, uh health Amen. or Amen. anything what he is when he's with you and he's giving you instructions stay in the study stay in the instructions and the surely anointing will, will bring you through it amen so amen, amen. here it is nebuchadnezzar king of babylon gave command concerning jeremiah to nebuchadnezzar the captain of the guard saying take him and look after him well do him no harm but deal with him as he may ask of you so Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard, Nebuchadnezzar, a chief of the eunuchs. I can't say that name. <laughs> anyway, a chief of the magicians and all the chief officers of the king of Babylon sent and took Jeremiah out of the court of the guard and entrusted him to Jedaliah, a prominent man whose father had once saved That's the prophet's right. life, son of Ahikah, the son of Shephan, that he would take him home with him to Mizpah. 
So Jeremiah was released and dwelt among the people. So God showed Jeremiah, I told you, I called you. You've been commissioned to be over nations and kingdoms, to watch over them. I told you that they're going to fight against you, but they're not going to prevail against you. Yes, you were in prison, but they did not, they did not kill you. you. They didn't kill you. You've been released, and now you're, you're, you're dwelling amongst your people. So there's surely anointing was on him because of the goodness of God. Shifted his mind from thinking he was too young and inexperienced to do what God called him to do. Hallelujah. To know that, okay, I, I'm seeing right. He gave me the experience. He gave me what I needed to do what he's called me to do. Amen. 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 You with Psalms 23, verse 4. Yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your yes. rod and your staff, they comfort me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Very good. Very, very Amen. good. I tell you, Amen. Uh, that, that was really powerful, Kurt. Minister Kurt, that was really, really powerful. The, 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 one of the names of the Lord, one of his names is El Shaddai. And El Shaddai means many-breasted one, but also means the God in whom speeds up time. When you were ministering that, I kept hearing the Lord say that when I've given you my goodness, my mind, my word, I've affected you agreeably. I've sped up time in the realm of the spirit for you. I've given you faith that you did not have, but now you do have. And you are, you are equipped you are instantly equipped when the goodness of God is on you to declare, to open your mouth and to speak. Don't anybody say you're too young. Don't anybody say you don't have enough faith. Don't anybody communicate in that manner because the goodness of God speeds up time, gives you experience. In the moment that you're hearing the rainbow word, God is filling you with experience so that you can open your mouth and be be the prophet in your own situation. Yes. Be the prophet that will speak to the mountains as Elder Allison taught, that whatever reared its head against you, don't say you don't have what it takes because the goodness of God, yes, the rhema word of God speeds up time and gives you the experience. That was really powerful. Amen, Mr. amen. Curtis, that was really, really good, man. I mean, that was amen. awesome. That was awesome. And yes, as I God. do, when it, when, it, when it sounds right, I just give you snaps up because that was really, really good. And God yes, wants God. you to know, God wants you to know, people of God that are on this line, that if you're feeling the goodness of the Lord through the word you just heard, understand that you have the experience on your side. You've got what it takes to speak. I'm telling you right now, don't let this moment pass you by. But if you felt and you heard the goodness of God, come unto you. He's also become El Shaddai for yes, you. God. He speeds of time. It's just like when he healed the man with the withered hand. It was El Shaddai laying hands on him. That hand would have healed over time, but El Shaddai said, let me speed up time to bring forth his healing. And that's what he's doing right now for those of you that have heard the word. He's speeding up time for you. You've got experience now. 
God's wisdom transcends the ages, people. It doesn't just sit in one dimension. But when God speaks and gives you wisdom, it transcends the ages of time. And so now you've got what it takes to speak and to see the glory of God in your situation. Thank you, awesome. Jesus. Awesome. awesome. That's the surely anointing. When the goodness of God is on you, the surely you begin to know. When you know that you know, in the moment, God sped up time for you. God has made you experience. When you begin to know that you know, please become the prophet and speak and speak over your circumstances and watch what the Lord does. Awesome study. That was really, really good. Amen, amen. That was really, really good. Amen. Well, Welcome home, my brother. Welcome home. That's good stuff <laughs> right there. That's amen. real good. It's good to hear you again. That was awesome. Amen. Awesome. Praise God. There's some comments that came in. I want to just read a, a couple of the comments that came in as he was ministering. Um, I believe uh, it, it. Sister Jen says, come on now. And then Elder Allison says, amen. Evangelist Darrell says, amen. Elder Donna says, amen and amen. Jen says, amen again. And then Elder Darrell says, uh, uh, Evangelist Darrell says, hallelujah, God is with us. Jen throws a scripture at us from uh, the uh, John eleven forty 40 in the new, the NIV. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Emmanuel, God is with amen. us. That's Amen. Uh, that is right. That's God. on point. That's what this, this surely anointing wants to do. It wants to affect your mind agreeably and cause you to know that you know you are healed. You are delivered. You are set free. You are prosperous. That's what God is establishing through his goodness now. Again, awesome job. Minister Kirk, good, 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 good. Evangelist Darrell, we're going to keep it rolling. Let that recording stay on and just let this thing roll out. And Evangelist, come on and share with us what the, what your case study is. And let's add to this. And let's have, a, I mean, a Holy Ghost explosion in the realm of God's goodness and faith by the time you're done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Minister Curtis uh, and I were called by God today because... We're in the same frame, and only God can do that. Hallelujah. I am, I am very blessed to be um, among you today to bring what God has shared with me. Um, and what I saw through Minister Curtis Curtis's uh, case study was the when Jeremiah was saying he doesn't have experience, what I saw was God saying when he said, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Jeremiah. I'm going to put on you my experience. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm putting on you the goodness of God or the surely anointing through Minister Curtis's uh, message. Let me know experience, your own experience doesn't matter. I'm going to put on you this surely anointing, Amen. which Amen. is my experience. That's right. My yes. experience is going to be upon you. And we're going to find that same thing out going in the same direction, and we're going to even see it verified what the surely anointing is through the judge Gideon when, when God called Gideon uh, uh, to deliver the children of Israel out of the hands of the Midianite. Um, he was, Minister Curtis was all over. He talked about the, 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 the God Baal. Well, in Gideon's day, they, the children of Israel were, had rest after Deborah, Deborah, 
was uh, the judge at the time. And after she delivered Israel, there was 40 years of rest. And then Israel turned again to evil by serving Baal. Baal, in, 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 the, uh, in its definition, the name Baal actually means Lord. It means Lord. Baal was the god of fertility, not only to fertilize for children, but also to produce crops. They believed that Baal had the power to bring down rain and dew on the earth to fertilize the earth. Well, as the children of Israel were serving Baal, God turned them over to the Midianites, the Amalekites, and the and the people of the east turned them over to these people. And what did these people do? They destroyed their crops. They destroyed their cattle to the point that the scripture says in, in Judges chapter 6 that the children of Israel were impoverished. They became poor. They were living in a land, the land of Canaan, the land that produced milk and honey. They were blessed and prosperous as they followed God. The ground yielded its strength for them. The, the ground produced grapes that it took two men to carry. Now they're starting to believe and trust in why a, a, the, the God of Baal. Why? Because they did not obey the voice of God. And God had told them to destroy the, the, the Amorites, destroy all the people, but they didn't. 1 Corinthians 15, 30 says, be, 33 says, be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good behavior. They kept evil about them, and it corrupted them from God. They didn't stay in a place where they were constantly able to see God because of the people around them corrupted their minds till they, to the point that they started to follow after Baal, the god of fertility. They believed that the ground was being produced by this god. The fruit that came up from the ground was being produced by this god when God had given them this land, when God had called the caused the land to be plenteous, as as Elder Donna said in her prayer and, and this, earlier today, he's, he's the God, the possessor, the maker of heaven and earth and everything in them. Without him was not anything made that was made. And so that being said, giving you the backdrop of what's going on, they're in captivity now uh, and, and in mountains and in caves and in strongholds for seven years. We're going to find that Gideon had to make, make uh, or produce crops inside of a wine press to hide. Why? Because anytime they would start to plant seed, this Midianite army, the Amalekites and the children, the people of the east would come and destroy it to keep them in an impoverished state of mind. They started to even take on the mind of, of poverty. They could no longer see God. Jesus. Wow. Who he is and what he done for them. Huh. So let's go to Judges chapter 6, verse number 11 and start there. And it's the call. It's the call of God to the, to the, to the, to the, uh, to the person of Gideon. He's going to call Gideon out in this in this first part we're going to read 11 uh through 
uh, 11 through 21. It says, and there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was an Oprah that pertained unto Joash, that pertained unto Joash, the Abbi Ezrite, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it. It says by the winepress, but another translation says in the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. <laughs> And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, the Lord is with thee. Didn't we hear that in, in Minister Curtis's message? The Lord is with thee. Amen. Hallelujah. Thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, now listen, it's, a, it's on the same wise as Jeremiah. It's on the same wise. Gideon is going to answer based on his environment, based on seven years of being in caves and being, being oppressed by this Midianite army. He's going to answer based on his environment, based on what he's going through, based on what he's experiencing now. He says, and, and, and Gideon said to them, oh, my Lord, if the Lord is be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles, which our fathers told us of, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But how many know, though your mind be in, be, may be in one place, when the goodness of God is released about who you are, it Amen. is God that calleth those things that appear to be not as though they were, according to Romans 4.17. He said that of Abraham, it says, as it is written, I have made thee the father of many nations in him whom he, Abraham, believed. Hey, glory. Even God who quickeneth the dead, the yeah. deadness of your mind, the deadness of your thoughts because of the situation. It is God that quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. That's glory to God. God. Amen, he amen. He said... He's, and then he said, uh, but now the Lord, it says, in, uh, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt, but now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites, verse 14. And the Lord looked upon him and said, go in this thy might. I love this about God, because God is not going to stop declaring who you are, no matter how you feel, no matter Hallelujah. what it looks like. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what you see in your surroundings. They do not dictate to us when the goodness of God is being released over you. Praise Hallelujah, God. Jesus. Praise God. He says, hmm. he says, go in this, go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Now Gideon's going to go into what his life has been like from the time he was a boy. His answer again, he says, and he said unto him, oh, my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh. He's still looking at his situation from the way he's seen himself. He said, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Now watch, the, this is the, a description of the surely anointing when the Lord answers Gideon. He's, and, it, and the Lord said unto him, surely, there's the surely anointing. Absolutely. What is the surely anointing? The surely anointing is, I will be with you. That's the surely anointing. That's right. Amen. Amen. Surely, he says, I will be with thee. Hallelujah. 
The surely anointing is the God experience that comes on us when God is declaring that you are the righteousness of God. He's not declaring your own righteousness. He's declaring his righteousness Amen. on Amen. you. Amen. Amen. But he's saying that you will go in this thy oh, yeah. might. He's saying you will be under my experience as Jehovah Sabiath, the Sabiath, the God of military. He's talking about himself being upon you, his character, his nature, who he is on you. When he says give, when he's telling us to give in the triune giving, he's saying, I'm talking about what I am. I'm putting myself on you. Did I not do it first when I sent my son, my son? who is my first fruit, who is the tithe, who is the sustenance, who is the maker and possessor of heaven and earth, who owns all things. But he gave him. He's, he's saying to you, I'm putting on you, me. I'm putting on you my experience, who I am. I will be with you to do these things. You don't do them alone. You do them with the God who is who has all the experience in all of these things. Jesus. Bless God. Surely uh, I, God, uh, yes, God. will yes, be God. with thee. That's what he's letting us know. And listen to the verse 17. Watch, what, watch what, what's starting to happen. The goodness is starting to affect his mind, but he still needs to be certain. He says, depart. He says, uh, Gideon says, and he said unto him, if I, if now I have found grace, this divine influence on my heart and its reflection in my life, if I have found this grace in your sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest with me and watch what he does. He tells him, depart not hence, I pray thee until I come unto thee. He says, and he said, I will tarry until you come, Gideon, the Lord answered him. And Gideon went in, watch this. He, out of his poverty, out of his lack, remember, Baal always wanted a sacrifice. A sacrifice had to be given unto Baal, whether it was a child, whether it was the crops, whatever it was, Baal required a sacrifice. But then it, it, it caused even the children of Israel to be impoverished. But now God has returned to Israel from their cry and he's come unto this, this man, Gideon. And Gideon, who declares he's the poorest in Manasseh, is ready to bring his gift. He's ready to, the axe is here laid at the root. The axe is laid at the root because Gideon went in and made ready a kid out of his poverty, out of his lack, and unleavened cakes of ephah of flour, the flesh he put in a basket, and he put the broth in a pot and brought it out unto him under the oak and presented it. He gave Amen. to Amen. the Lord. Amen. Wow. And the angel of God said unto him, take the flesh and the unleavened cakes and lay them. I know I'm reading on a little bit. And lay them upon this upon this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. He obeyed the Lord. Then the angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes. And there rose up the fire out of the rock and consumed the flesh. 
and the 11 kings. God consumed. He took the offering. He accepted it. He said, this is you letting go of what you trusted in and how you look to get your your blessing from Baal. And you've now been restored to me, who is the blesser, the possessor, the maker, the giver of everything that is in heaven and in earth. Jesus, Lord God Almighty. Bless you, God. And it says, then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. Come on, yeah. Let's let's go on. After this, uh, uh, God is the Lord has told him now to go and cut down the break down the altar, tear down the altar that his father Joash had set up with the with the grove that was next to it. He said, Kill, chop it all down, get rid of it all, and burn it, and build me an altar, and burn it upon the altar. And and we know that Gideon does so. He obeys God. But now the people, of the children of Israel are wroth with whoever's done this. And they go unto Joash, Gideon's father, and they, 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 they want Gideon and want to hang him by a noose, kill him. But Joash says this. He says, if Baal be God, then let Baal defend himself. Oh. But if this be God, then you better let it let it go, let it alone. Who Jesus? And they did, and they called uh, Gideon from that day Jerubal, meaning let Baal defend, let Baal defend himself. So with that saying, let's go into verse thirty-three. It says, then all the Midianites and the Amalekites and the children of the east were gathered together and went over and pitched in the valley of Jezreel. But the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, and 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 and, and Abi Ezer, Abi Ezer was gathered after him, and he sent messengers throughout all Manasseh. You can see the goodness of the Lord; his mind becoming agreeable with God at this time, because now he's blowing a trumpet. He's gathering the, the, the messengers throughout all Manasseh, who also was gathered after him. And he sent messengers unto Asher and Zebulon and Nephtali, and they came up to meet them. Now he's going out. He's starting to get people together. But see, this was not the full mind of God. He was moving in a direction that showed that the goodness of God was beginning to affect his mind, that he could do this, but it wasn't the full mind of God, of how God was going to get this done. So let's go on. The, we, we, when you go on and read, you can even see that in the verses below that, he begins to send out a fleece. If You, you can see that he's still not fully in the surely anointing. Because he sends out a fleece and says, after after he gathers all the men together, he sends out a fleece and he says, God, if this if this is what you're going to do, you're going to deliver these people by my into my hand. Then if you you pour out the dew on the ground and it doesn't touch the fleece, then I know you're with me. Then God does it. Next time, next day, he does the same thing, only in reverse. God does it again. The fleece is soaking wet, but the ground is dry. But the, listen, the signs will never get it done. Signs will never cause you to understand. It was only by the word of God that That's God it. said it was Amen. good. Amen. It was only by what God said that. That's the divine influence that comes on the heart. For the word is God. That's right. Yes, it is. 
Everybody looks for a sign. If I just, if I, I had somebody tell me the other day, if I only saw demons, I believe that God exists. But if I saw a demon, I wouldn't be afraid. I would see the demon. I'd be able to, to, to do what I need to do to, to cast the demon out or whatever. And, and they thought that that sign would prove that God exists. He doesn't need anything more than his word. And his word. In the hearts of man that he exists. Didn't he tell Thomas? He said, Thomas, you believe because you have seen. But mm -hmm. blessed are they who have not seen yet right. believe that's it yes 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 jesus hallelujah jesus let's go on to chapter seven now and we're going to read just a little bit here in chapter seven verses two and three moments and give me a moment my phone is acting up i know ali has it on the screen for me thank you elder um but I get, uh, okay, here we go. And it says, and in, 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 again, in the Lord said unto Gideon, the people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, my own hand hath saved me. God wants the glory for his goodness all by himself, and he deserves it. He doesn't want it to be corrupted by one thing. Amen. Says now therefore go to proclaim in the ears of the people saying whoever is fearful and afraid let him return and I laughed at this when I read it again and return and depart early from Mount Gilead and there returned of them people twenty and two thousand and the remain then those people darted out of there they just said peace not me I'm not doing wow. this we went in without with these <laughs> they they left out. Because God knew that, that in their hearts, yes, they came. Yes, they, wow. there was some form of belief, but the goodness of God had not hit the 22,000 men. It wasn't for the 22,000 men at that time. Amen. That's the it truth. God could not affect their minds agreeably because their hearts were not were, were not uh, steadfast and, 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 and stern and ready for what God was going to do. Nor did God prepare it that way, and we know it. Mm -hmm. So they left. And then it says, uh, uh, we know that, that God would have to reduce it even more than, than just the 10,000. He said, those who lap their, 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 their hand uh, like a dog uh, and bring it to their mouth uh, like a dog would. He said, those by those 300 of them, that's who I'm going to deliver this Midianite army into your hands. Now Gideon is fearful extremely fearful he saw thirty-two thousand men and had some sort of confidence mm. but it was not the surely anointing come amen. on now come on amen. amen he was not sure even with thirty-two thousand. now you think with 300 he's going to be mo more sure no this man's knees are shaken mm. but the surely anointing would come and we read amen. from verse seven and the Lord said unto Gideon, by the 300 men that left with, will I save you and deliver the Midianites into thine hand? And let all the other people go, every man unto his place. Tell them all go. So the people took victuals in their hand and their trumpets. And he set all the rest of Israel, every man unto his tent and retained those 300 men. And the, and the host of Midian was beneath him in the valley. And it came to, to pass 
Verse 9, it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down unto the host, for I have delivered it into thine hand. And this is the goodness of our God. God wants anyone and everyone on this line who needs to know, if you cannot see, if you, if you have fear, even in giving, if you have fear to let go, God sees it and he knows it and he's still working on your heart. He's still wanting you to understand his goodness has come unto you. His goodness is for you. His goodness will bring you over to the other side. His goodness will. He's not giving up on you. He's not letting you go. You are his. As Elder Donna said, you are chosen. That's why you're under the sound of this rhema, under the sound of the rhema that's been coming forth, because God says you're his chosen, and he's not letting you go. He's not giving Hallelujah. up, just like he didn't with Gideon. He saw his fear. He saw his concerns. He saw his worry, and he knew how to find and fix it for Gideon, because that's what we're about to read now. It says, it says, but if thou fear to go down, go thou with Forah, thy servant, down to the host. There's a word coming for somebody who's going to that word is going to deliver you out of fear of That's giving. God. That word is coming for you. That direction Hallelujah. is Hallelujah. coming for Hallelujah, you. God. It's coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But, but if you fear, go down to go down. Go thou with four of thy servant down to the host and thou shalt hear what they say. And afterwards the surely anointing Shall thy hands be strengthened to go down unto the host? The surely anointing will show up. Then when he down with Fort Fuhrer, his servant unto the outside of the armed men that were in the host, and the Midianites and the Malachites and the, all the children of the east lay along in the valley like grasshoppers for multitude, and their, and their camels were without number, as the sand by the seaside for multitude. And when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow and said, Behold, I dreamed a dream, and lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian and came unto a tent and smote it that it fell and overturned it that the tent lay along. And his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash. See, I love that he named his father's name. We don't know how many people in the, in the tribe of Israel were named Gideon, but not many of them, maybe none of them had a father named Joash. This was to instill the surely anointing that God was talking about this Gideon. When he heard him, not only his name, but he heard his father's name. He heard that God was talking about him, that mm -hmm. the surely anointing would, 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 would rush into Gideon with, and give him confidence. It says, this is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. For into his hand had God delivered Midian and all the hosts. Now watch the surely anointing in effect. And it was so when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpret and the interpretation thereof, that he worshipped and returned God. into the host of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord hath delivered sure. into your hand the host of the can you hear the surely anointing? <laughs> you sure oh, did. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, glory be to God. Amen. 
Not only did he say, get up to the 300, he said, this is what we're going to do. He divided the 300 men into three companies and he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty, empty pictures and lands within the pictures. Now listen to this very carefully. Look what he said next. And he said unto them, look on me. He said, I'm looking on God. I'm looking on goodness. I'm seeing God's experience. It's on me. This is what he, mm -hmm. this is the way that he has chosen to do yeah. it. If yeah, you yeah, keep yeah, your yeah, eyes yeah. on me, I'm going to keep good. my eyes on him yes, and yes. do what I do. Wow. wow. Yes, Lord. Wow. Yes, yes wow. Lord. Infectious. Yes, Lord. Bless Talk God. About unity. Became infectious. Wow. Came infectious. The surely anointing became uh, infectious for everybody glory. that was with him. Glory, glory yes. be to God. Yes. Don't take your eyes off of me yes. mm. and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be that as I do, so shall ye do. Mm. Mm -hmm. You have heard testimony of Apostle Todd. How God has caused him to give and the testimony of over $6,000 in return. He's looking at, he's looking at the one who gives peace, the one he's joined himself to, the one he who said he's got the ax laid at the root and his eyes are still on him. Jesus. Listen and do as he does. And yes. all of us who follow, who have testimony, do likewise. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. He says in verse 18, when I blow with a trumpet, I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpets also every on every side of, of all the camp and say the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Now we're going to see. Not, not, we know goodness doesn't just start with the hearing. It's not complete without, but it's not complete without the seeing. And so verse 19 goes into the seeing. So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came unto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch, and they had newly set the watch, and they blew the trumpets and break the pictures that were in their hands. And this is a picture, trust me, of Jesus, what he did, but that's for another time, His, him being broken on the cross. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. And the three companies blew the trumpets and break the pictures and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow with all. And they cried the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. They were in unity. How beautiful it is for brethren to dwell together in unity for it is like the precious oil, yes. the surely anointing yes. from Aaron's beard. Wow. Wow. And they cried the sword of the Lord in of Gideon. And they stood every man in his place round about the camp. And all the host ran and cried and fled. And the 300 blew the trumpets. And the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow, even throughout all the host. And the host fled to Bethshida in Zerarath, and to the border of Abel Mahalah, unto Tabath. And the men of Israel gathered themselves together out of Nephtali and out of Asher. Now here comes the other 32, the other 32, close to 32,000. They're coming back because now the surely anointing is affecting even to right. the children of Israel that were afraid at That's one right. time. Look at God. 
See, when you start seeing it happening in your leaders and oh, you start hallelujah. seeing it happen hallelujah. in those who trust hallelujah. God, you will have that surely anointing hallelujah. come ah. upon you too that you will give and you'll be unrelenting. You'll not withhold anything from God. Hallelujah. Because yes. there's surely anointing hallelujah. is that infectious. Infectious. Jesus, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. And they gathered Hello. together all of Israel out of Naphtali and Asher and out of Manasseh and pursued after the Midianites. Jeez. And the scriptures goes on to say how they took the spoil. They took all of the spoil and all that Gideon wanted was the earrings from all of those out of the Amorites. He took the earrings and uh, I, I, th there was a weight to it that was uh, in the thousands of shekels. In comparison, and he made an ephod. He made an ephod in remembrance of what God had done. And I want to say this part, even though it, it still it, it doesn't bear into the the goodness and the surely anointing. In that, we have to be careful because the children of Israel became greedy again when they saw. That what, what Gideon had made in, in, in honor of God and in devotion to what God had done. It says that the children of Israel were greedily seeking after it for themselves. They wanted that ephod. And then in, in, in chapter 8, and, I, and I'm closing this way because God always gives warning. Because this is, our, this is our inherent right to abide in the surely anointing. To hear from God the goodness of our, of our God. Where our minds are affected agreeably with God. Hallelujah. To the point that we see the goodness of God. That's right. Always. But this is what they did. Go to chapter 8. In verses 22 and 23, it says, Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule over us, both thou and thy son. They couldn't even see God. They were still seeing Gideon. They didn't yeah. see God, his, his anointing, his surely anointing on Gideon. They had known where Gideon come from, a poor family in Manasseh, and, and, and being the least in his house. They knew this couldn't be him. How could they not see God? Because they chose not to. Because they chose to, to, to do what was in their own hearts. Then the men of Israel said unto Guinea, Rule over, rule thou over us, both thou and thy son, and thy son's son also. For thou hast delivered, thou hast delivered us from the hand of Midian. When you start looking at the thing being the thing that got you out, rather than the God who got you that's out, right. that's a dangerous place to be. That's right. Don't you ever disregard that it was God that brought you out. Amen. Word is his goodness. Word is his Amen. goodness. Word is his goodness. And Gideon, I love his answer. He said, and Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over, over you. Neither shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over Hallelujah. you. Hallelujah. The Lord shall rule over you. Yes, let him rule because it's his goodness. It's his, let all who boast, boast in the Lord. It's his goodness. Right. It's this mind that he that He puts on us. It's him. It's his goodness. Yes, it and he wants yes, to prosper us. He wants to bless us. He wants you fulfilled. He wants your life. Like he said in John 10, 10, 
the part part B. For I've come that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. I am come. I am the goodness of God personified in a body. I'm the word of God, which personifies the goodness of God. And I'm good goodwill unto each of you. Goodwill. Let hear my word. Hear what I'm saying. And you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Verse 33 through 35, and it's and it's done. My case study will be over. And it came to pass, as soon as Gideon was dead, that the children of Israel turned again and went a whoring after Balaam, and made Baal Barath their God. And the children of Israel remembered not the Lord their God, who had delivered them out of the hands Jesus. of all their enemies on every side. Neither shewed they kindness to the house of Jerubal, namely Gideon. Listen, according to all the goodness which he had showed unto Israel. According to all the goodness, don't let your mind forget who it is. Don't let your heart be deceived to think that it wasn't God, but it was the thing that blessed you, your job, wherever you get your money. No, no, it is God who is your source. Yes, it sir. is God who has been good to you and nobody else, nothing else. Hallelujah. There's nothing good in, in man. There's no one good but one, even God. Only him. And let his goodness saturate your mind to you if until it's affected agreeably with his, that you may walk under the surely anointing and see wow. the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And may God richly bless us all in his yeah. and with his goodness. God bless everyone. Amen. Wow. Amen. Wow. Amen. Wow. 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 Powerful. Truly powerful. My goodness. My goodness. You see in this entire case study, you see the process that I believe God has had us under. You see it from the beginning. You see it as, as Gideon honored God and, and he gave to God. He, the, the ax was laid at the root separating them from from Baal he he returned unto God and, and 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 the evil that they thought that they would be blessed another way other than God was severed when he brought that offering under the tree and he honored him there and then God consumed that offering you can see then it moves on that God begins to reveal his goodness to Gideon he begins to reveal it and then the surely anointing falls on him through the word, nothing else but the word. Amen. The police did not bring it. It didn't do it. The word that came, the interpretation of the dream really put the icing on the cake, the word. And then you see the goodness or the surely that was on Gideon become so infectious. I loved how evangelist, you, you, you pointed out, Gideon said, look on me. Because the surely was on him. And as they looked at his confidence and the knowing that he knew that God was with them and they begin to mimic what he did. Amen. That anointing put their enemies to flight and gave them victory. That is a powerful, powerful study on what God and how God is bringing us unto this anointing. 
Bottom line is God wants you to know that you know. He wants you to know that you know so that when you're facing a mountain, as Elder Allison talked about, when the enemy rears his head, when he rears, that's what a mountain is. And when something rears itself against you, that surely anointing is going to rest upon you. And you're going to know that that mountain, that whatever it is that is against you will have to be removed. It has Hallelujah. to go. But it will be an authentic, surely anointing. I love how Kurt brought that definition in the end. The, the definition meant surely. That's what God is putting on us. A surely. Surely oh, you're healed. Surely you are delivered. Surely you are free. Surely Hallelujah. you are prosperous. You surely are. Hallelujah. Because yes. of the goodness of God. Because of God affecting your mind agreeably. But as, as, as he read in the last verse, neither shoot they the kindness to the house of uh, Adrubabel, namely Gideon, according to all of the goodness which he had shewed unto Israel. Really take note of this. They didn't take note. It wasn't the things in which they got that, that constituted God's goodness. It was the word that yes. they had received that constituted God's yes. goodness. Amen. Yes. God's goodness Amen. is not only found in what he's going to do for you. Not Listen, after you're healed, after you're healed, don't forget it was the word of the Lord. Yes, God. Yes. Bless don't God. take for granted your healing when God has healed you. Don't take for granted the, 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 the prosperity when God has prospered you. Continue to allow the axe to be laid at the root. Yes, God. Yes. Make the ephod like he did. Give God something even greater after your deliverance comes. Let it rise up. Let your giving go through the roof. Why? Yes. Because you'll keep the axe at the root and you will keep the goodness of God, the true goodness of God in the forefront. That's what he did. He made God an ephah. Amen, amen. With so yes. many shekels, the weight of it. Why? Because of the goodness of the Lord. They Hallelujah. received the spoils and Gideon said, no, we're going to elevate. We're going to amp up our giving even more because it's not about what we've got. It's not about the shekels we've got in our hands. It's about the word that we are living by. Yes, God. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God doth man live. And that's what we honor. And that's what we Hallelujah. keep in the forefront. Powerful powerful evangelist again i give you Bless snaps God. up man snaps up it was really really good it was really really good i mean the backdrop that you gave in the beginning was important very important for us to understand the type of oppression they were under to see that that, that, that how they went into this 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 the delusional place of honoring Baal instead of honoring god it was everything was just really 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 concise on point and absolutely on point Yes. What it was is a likeness of what Jesus said in Matthew 6, 24. You cannot serve God and mammon. And the, yeah. and the repercussions of that led them into poverty. The Lord yeah. actually showed me a big part of anyone who has heard and tasted of God's goodness as the children of Israel did. Because they, they bear witness of him bringing them out of Egypt as, they, as, as the servant Moses heard God. 
for all of Israel. They saw the goodness of God. This is a people who were living in a land. So they were, they were, they were serving God and mammon. They were doing both, and it cost right. them prosperity. And God said, that's a great sign to know if there's still this God in your life. <laughs> Even if, 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 you're, if, if there's, if, if because poverty shouldn't be touching one who's under God's goodness. It should not be touching us at all. And I'm not, I'm not putting, this is just another way for us to see that we, like, like, the, like God had made them hungry and gave them manna only to show them they needed his word. They needed yeah. his goodness. Yeah. Yeah, he does that to show us that you can't live by anything else. Yeah, listen, evangelist. While you're there, as you say that, listen. If the, if there be struggles in finances in in people, don't don't take what evangelist said and and, and mis misconstrue what's being said there. Yes, the struggle. If the struggle is more real than God, that's why we have a struggle. Come on. If the struggle, listen to me, if the struggle is more real than God, that's right. if the struggle is your surely, that's why there's still a struggle. Let your surely, let your confidence be in the Lord. Okay. And so listen, yes, Christians do go through times where things get hard. But uh, honestly, even as Christians, we cannot turn our minds over to the need that we have more than we have our, our mindsets toward God. Amen. When we understand that, it's don't don't misconstrue. Christians go through it, but it's only because of the mindset of, of, of per se. Let's say we have the same sometimes mindset as the rich, where they look to their riches. Well, we look to the fact of lack rather than looking to God, rather than seeing Him Jesus. as the source. Come on. So don't misconstrue that. And we begin to serve God from an impoverished position, just like they were doing. That's right. They were serving Baal from, they were not serving God. They were essentially serving Baal because of their impoverished position. Don't let, don't let the mindset of poverty become what we serve. Stay in the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Stay in That's the, so the when your mind is affected agreeably with him and that 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 that, that poverty uh, uh, stricken mentality or the the actualization of not having enough will be broken and destroyed. And you'll serve God, oh, in, God. The, in his goodness. Hallelujah, Jesus. You will serve him there. So we get it both sides. The rich do it because they have it. The poor serve because they don't. Come on. But only thing that should, we should be lavished in is the goodness of God. The word of the Lord. Whether rich or poor. And I guarantee you we'll all meet right where we belong on the same level. Lacking nothing. Lacking Hallelujah. nothing. So praise be Praise be to God. Awesome study. Great study, evangelist. And I, and I thank you all for keeping an ear to listen to what the word of the Lord is. The bottom line, at the end of the day, let God establish this surely anointing in you that whatever you're facing, whether it be physical, whether it be mental, whether it be financial, whether it be spiritual, whatever you're facing, you'll face it head on with the goodness of the Lord. 
And oh my goodness, you will see his benevolence in every area from the inside to the outside of your life. You will experience God's benevolence. So now, those of you that are being challenged with something, I want you to lift your hands. Those of you that are being challenged by something, by whatever it might be, whatever deficit it might be, I want you to lift your hands under the goodness of God because you've gotten plenty of it this morning by both of the case studies. Now I'm you're in the goodness of the Lord. If your mind has been affected agreeably, you are dwelling right now in the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now lift your hands. Now we're gonna make we're gonna make a, 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 a transfer here from the goodness from our minds being affected agreeably. Now become the prophet right now, right where you are. You can press you, become your own prophet and prophesy by way of the goodness of God. Speak, mm -hmm. say unto the mountain in your life, say unto the mountains maybe in your life. And the goodness of the Lord will cause them to rise up and move to yonder place. They'll get out of your way in other words. Whatever it is in front of you, they will it will move from out of your way. You won't have any more deterrence. If it's healing in your body, speak. Because you are under the goodness of God. If your finances need a shift and a change, speak. Because you are under the goodness of God. And that benevolence wants to stretch out. Propitiation mm, is your vision. Now let persuasion become force. Move the mountain from out of your way. You're under the goodness of God right now. If he's speaking his word to you and affecting your mind, you better believe that God is here to manifest and cause you to see. He's here right now and he wants you to see. Now prophesy. Prophesy to it. But do it by way of the goodness of God. Understanding where you're positioned right now. Father, I thank you. I thank you overly. I thank you so much for moving every mountain out of our way. Yes, Father, I thank you that you have come to us by way of your word, by way of the goodness. Your goodness. And now your benevolence in its totality is right here with us. And I thank you for solving every problem. I thank you for fixing every broken place. Jesus, you're amazing. Your timing is impeccable. And the timing, the timing of finished works is upon us even now. Let your goodness be felt and let it be seen today. And we give you glory for it. We give you, you honor and we give you praise for it, Master. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Healed healing will yield to heal. Because healing was healed by the word. Healing has been healed by the word, so it will yield to heal. Oh, yeah. And El Shaddai sped up time. Yep, time that you said that you hadn't spent with God. 
time that you say to yourself that you're not on the level of receiving. No, he sped that up. Time has been sped up for you. Thank you. Faith is established in you. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. You are living in the now of God. Thank you. Healing was healed. And it will yield to heal. Mm, imagine that, the word heal. The word heal humans. The goodness of God healed healing. It's not broken, it's fixed, and it's effective right now. Thank you. Your faith is strong. Your faith is sure. That's his goodness. That's God's goodness. Touching your faith. Know that you're healed. Know that you are delivered. Know that you are free. Know that there's no weapon formed against you that will prosper. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. There's a few comments here after Evangelist spoke here. Here's a few here that came in. Curtis said, Amen. Jen says, Amen. Elder Donna says, Amen and Amen. Curtis says, Again, surely Sabioff is with us. You better believe that. Elder Allison says, Amen. Elder Donna says, God bless God. LaDonna says hallelujah and Jay says amen. It's a lot of agreement in there. Both case studies, man, perfectly timed. I thank God for you guys. I thank God for you guys. We're going to honor God in our giving. Let's, 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 come on. Let's give with a violent intention of letting the axe do more damage at the root, severing us from anything that's of this world so that we too can really, really receive straight from God. I mean, he is the source. So we're gonna honor God. Those of you that give your 10th, give God your 10th, honor him today. And those of you that are sowing, you can sow your seed as the Lord has purposed in your heart to sow, so give. But know that everything that you're releasing right now is gonna, it's gonna have the effect that's needed. It's going to do what it what it did for, for Gideon. It's going to lay the axe at the root and sever. It's going to separate you even the more so that you can be, I mean, just fully downloaded in without any interferences. Those of you that give your first fruits, honor God with your first fruit. Honor God. As I said, as he purposed in your heart, so give. You're giving via cash app. It's dollar sign true gospel men's. And if you're zelling, it's true gospel men's at AOL.com. That's the address to zell. Praise be to God. And Father, bless every seed, bless every gift. Bless what, what I believe getting called the presence he brought to you. Bless every present being delivered unto you, Lord God, and let it let it have the effect. Let the axe be laid at the root, even the more. Yes, that our Lord. trust will grow in you even the more today as we release and give. 
and your goodness will fall on us. It will fall on us, Lord God, like the former and latter rain. We give you glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless you, Master. 